The title of this message today, the title of our theme for this Easter has been more to the story, more to the story. Understand first, he left heaven, he came, he was born in a cradle, not a palace, not a mansion as many had thought he would be born in. It all started on this earth where animals were kept, a filthy, smelly place. He didn't just appear in the cradle. He didn't just magically float down in the cradle. He was born of a virgin named Mary, and he was the Christ. He was the Messiah laid in a manger. He came on purpose for a purpose on a mission. And I want to tell you, he came from heaven to a cradle, but he was still a king in that cradle. Not just a baby, he was a king in the cradle. While he lay among the sheep and the donkeys and baby Jesus cried and cooed, he was still the king of kings. He was still the Lord of lords. But understand, this baby didn't stay a baby. He would grow up into a boy. And the Bible doesn't tell us a lot about that childhood age and what he did. But it does tell us on one occasion that he went to the temple and he began to speak to the Pharisees and the doctors and the lawyers and the elite of that time and he spoke with the full wisdom and anointing of God. Why? Because he was the son of God and I can imagine they all begin to wonder who is this person? I can imagine them saying uh, him saying to them on my mother's side I am Jesus but on my daddy's side I am the Christ the living son of God. If you want to know who I am and you want to know how old I am. On my mother's side, I'm 12 years old at this moment, but on my daddy's side, I am the alpha, I am the omega, I am the first, I'm the last, I'm the beginning, and I am the end. Praise God. If you want to know who I am, I believe he said on my mama's side, I get hurt, I cry when I fall down and skin my knee. But on my daddy's side, I'm the healer of all disease. I'm the healer of all broken hearts. So understand today, I'm not just talking about another man today. I'm talking about God in the flesh. His life story would continue to go on. The ministry of this man begins to grow. For 30 years, he's hidden, basically on the backside of nowhere, but after he comes up out of the Jordan River from being baptized by John, the heavens split open over him, the dove descends down upon him, and the voice of his father says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. He then is led by the Spirit of God out into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. He's tempted by Satan, and he defeats Satan with the word of God. The Bible teaches us that this man named Jesus would go about healing all who were sick and oppressed by the devil. 
give you a couple of examples. Can't tell you everything he did. We'd be here till next week. Come on. But one time he went into Jairus' house and a young girl is lying there dead in the living room and Jesus walks in. He kicks out all the naysayers. He kicks all, out all the doubters and he tells the girl's parents, your daughter isn't dead. She's just taking a nap. He walks in and he tells the young girl, get up and live. And do you know what she did? She did. She got up. One time a widow woman was on her way to a city called Nain. She had already lost her husband and now her son had died. They're in a funeral procession on their way at the moment to bury the son. On her way, Jesus is coming into the city full of the anointing and power of God. And when the two come together and meet, Jesus touches the coffin the little boy's in and says unto him, Arise. And you know what? He gets up and starts talking and praising God. That's who my Jesus is today. One time there was a woman with an issue of blood for 12 years, spent all her money, everything she had, and could not get better. But one day Jesus was passing by and she reached out through the crowd and touched the hem of his garment and when she touched him the power left him went into her and she was made whole and set free that's the Jesus that I'm preaching about that's part of his life story today but his story doesn't end there. It continues. In the 11th chapter of John, we find that he has been called to the tomb of his dear friend Lazarus. When he gets there, Lazarus has already been dead for four days. Mary and Martha are frustrated. They told Jesus, if you had been here, our brother would not be dead. If you had been here, he'd still be alive. Jesus, why did you tarry? Why did you wait? Can I tell somebody today when Jesus is four days late, he's still on time, amen. He asked them, where did you lay him? They said, wait a minute, Jesus. He's been dead for four days. He stinks by now. Rigor mortis has already set in his body. Why do you need to know where we put him? Come on, Jesus said, because this sickness is not unto death. They take him over to the tomb. They roll the stone away. And Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth. And he comes out of that tomb wrapped up with grave clothes. Jesus calls his name. If he had just said, come forth, everyone on the hillside in that cemetery would have got up out of the grave. And that's who my Jesus is. That's just a part of his life story. The Bible says because of the testimony of Lazarus, Pharisees started turning to Jesus. The religious elite started turning to Jesus. Everybody started turning to Jesus. And it was really from that moment forward is when they really begin to get together and plot to kill Jesus and take him out. From that day on, Fast forward a little bit. He would be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. This is his story. In the Garden of Gethsemane, under the weight of the world, and, and what he's about to have to go through, he prays until sweat becomes great drops of blood. Judas leading a band of soldiers comes to Jesus and betrays him with a kiss, and they take him into custody for a crime he did not commit. 
They take him and they, they, they try him. They flog him. They scourge him. They beat him. They mock him. They rip his flesh with a cat of nine tails. They, they, they beat his back with 39 stripes. They make a crown and they shove it down into his skull. They pluck his beard. They spit on him. Then they take him by way of the Via Della Rosa, which means the way of suffering, giving him a heavy cross to carry. So he bears up under that cross, goes up to the top of the hill called Calvary or Galgotha, the place of the skull. They lay him down, and with three nails, they pierce his hands and his feet. They stretch him wide and stretch him high. And this man, Jesus, who came from heaven down to the cradle to the cross, is hanging there at noon. The earth begins to shake violently. The sky begins to grow dark. And he says, it is finished. And the Son of God dies hanging on that cross on Good Friday. He stayed on that cross for hours and Joseph of Amarathia came and took his body down off the cross wrapped him up in grave clothes and prepared his body, placed him in a borrowed tomb. And at this moment in Jesus' story, many thought he was finished. Many thought his life had come to an end and it was over. The devil was sneering and laughing. I got you now. But can I tell you, there was more to Jesus' story, it did not end in the tomb. There was much more to his story, and I'm going to preach about that for the remainder of my time. I need to tell you today why the tomb was borrowed. It was borrowed because he was not going to be needing it long. In fact, he said, I just need it for the weekend. I've got some business that I've got to take care of down in the lower parts of the earth. And when they sealed that tomb, he went down into the pits of the earth. He kicked in the door of hell's headquarters. Oh, come on, he grabbed the keys and he flung them in the face of the devil and he reminded the devil, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And he went on to a place called Abraham's bosom or paradise, shaking the keys. He walked down the hallway. The people in paradise, the saints of the Old Testament said, who is this that's coming? They said, this is Jesus. And the Bible said he led captivity captive. After he led them to on high, he had enough time to get back to the tomb. And the Bible says the napkin was folded neatly. The one that had been wrapped around his head, he did that as a symbol to say by doing this, I'm coming back and this ain't the last time you'll see me. He kicks out the end of the tomb. The angel rolls the stone away and come on, out comes the Lamb of God and the only thing left from Good Friday was the nails scars in his hands and his feet. <laughs> oh, there was no more blood on his face. There was no more spit in his beard. There was no whipping post tied to his back. He came out of that tomb saying, I am the resurrection and the life. I told them before I died, you can try to take me out, but three days later, I'm getting up. I'm going to arise, praise God. His story did not end at the tomb. 
Anybody glad the tomb's empty today? Allah cannot say that. Buddha cannot say that. Muhammad cannot say that. But I serve a God oh, who has power over death, over the hell, over the grave today. Hallelujah. He came from heaven's splendor. This is his story. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking about Jesus' story today. He left the glory and splendor of heaven. He came down to a cradle. He's born of a virgin, placed in a manger into a cradle, then eventually would go to the cross, placed in a tomb. First time he came, they put a crown of thorns on his head. But in Hebrews chapter 2, it says, because he suffered death for us, he is now crowned with glory and honor. Amen. The next time we see Jesus, he won't have a crown of thorns. He will have a crown of glory, a royal diadem, and the saints from every age and nation are going to bow down and call him worthy. We're going to sing his praise forever. I wish somebody would do it right now. Let's take a moment. Let's take a break right here. Open our mouths. Put our hands together. Come on, crown him king in this place. Worship him in this place. He's worthy today. Hallelujah. Worthy, 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 worthy. Worthy, worthy. <laughs> he is the King of kings and Lord of lords. His story didn't end on the cross. His story didn't end in the tomb. There's more to his story. He was born king and he's coming back king. My king today, I hate to hurt your feelings, but my king is not on Pennsylvania Avenue or Washington, D.C. or in California or New York or somewhere over in England. My king was born in a cradle over 2,000 years ago, and Isaiah the prophet said, his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I've come to preach today. Buddha can't save you. Allah can't save you. Muhammad can't save you. Your money can't save you. Your job can't save you. The government can't save you. But I know a man today whose name is Jesus and he can save you today. God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every other name. And at the name of Jesus every knee's gonna bow. Every tongue is gonna confess that he is Lord. Hallelujah. Our hope today, our answers today is not in government. It's not in the Republican, Democrat, Independent, Elephant, or Donkey. My hope and the answer is in the Lamb today, the Lamb of God. Jesus, he is the king today. The Bible says, lift up your hands, O ye gates. Be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall enter in. Hallelujah. Anybody thankful today that his story in life didn't end with the tomb? There's more to his story. He's about to come back. Could be today. It could be before we get out of this place. Y'all want to go ahead and practice the rapture? Come on. <laughs> get ready. I believe it's getting that close. 
On this Easter Resurrection Sunday, I've got to tell those of you in this room and those of you watching this message online, I'm thankful there was more to Jesus' story and it didn't end there, but I want to speak to you now. I felt this. The Lord's been touching me with this for weeks now. He said, you tell those people that are gathered in that room and watching that sermon, you tell them that there's more to their story too. <laughs> there's more to your story today. Look at your neighbor and tell them, neighbor, there's more to your story today. Hallelujah. If I know anything and sense anything today, there's people in this room, all over this room, there's people watching this message today. The devil's been telling you over and over, you're finished. Hang it up. Even people have been telling you that. Because of your past, because of some mistake, because of something you've been through. Maybe you went through divorce. Maybe you're in depression. You have fear. Maybe you've get, gotten a doctor's report and it doesn't look good. And the devil's telling you, whispering to you, it's over. Your life is ending. Your story, the last chapter has been written and the book's about to be closed. The guilt, that's what you went through, the drugs, the shame, the past, the affair, the bankruptcy, the enemy wants you to think your story's over just like they thought Jesus' story had ended. But God sent me here today to tell you, and he sent you here to this place. You're not here by accident. You're not just here because mom said, you're going to church today. I believe what the Bible says, and it says the steps of a righteous man are ordered. He's ordered your steps for such a time as this. And by his authority, I'm telling you today, the devil is a lie. This is not the end for somebody today. I declare it is the beginning. And the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is alive and well here today. And because he's alive, you can get back up. You can rise again. You can get up out of the grave that's got a grip on your life, whether it's sin or bondage or sickness or depression or shame. You can arise. You can start over. You can begin again. You can have a comeback back and you can keep writing your story today you can flip over to the next chapter today and begin a new chapter today because his story didn't end and because his power is here today who am I preaching to today hallelujah I don't know if you've ever heard me share this story, and I'm closing with this. I've shared it before, but I've felt strongly impressed and nudged just to share this as we close. True story about a young little boy. This little boy's dad passed away when he was only three years old. The little boy remembers sitting in a rundown apartment in Florida while his mother, which was a prostitute, entertained her guests. Tears would stream down this little three-year-old boy's face, helpless, could do nothing about his situation. Finally, his mother could take no more. She took him to a street. 
She took him to the corner and told him, I want you to stay right here by the street. Listen to me, church. For three days, that helpless little three-year-old boy sat on the curb of the street all by himself, alone in the world with nothing to eat. Nobody. Had been abandoned by his own mom. One day, a Sunday school teacher pulled up in his car and saw him, rolled his window down and said, Son, would you like to go to church with me? The little boy said, Yes, sir. He begins to go to church with this teacher. This is this little boy's life story. He gives his heart to the Lord. A few years later, a preacher named Tommy Barnett preached in this church he attended. And he was so touched that when he was old enough, he flew out to Phoenix and told Pastor Barnett, this is where he pastored, he said, I am going to be your new bus pastor. So Pastor Barnett, I'm sure he looked him over and thought, man, you, are you sure, you know, this, this dude, he was skinny as a rail, didn't look like a whole lot. But something touched Pastor Barnett, and he got him one bus. And this young man filled that bus, bringing souls to church every Sunday. Pastor Barnett bought him 10 more buses he filled them up. Within one year, 46 buses was running every Sunday full of souls to that church every Sunday. 46 busloads. <laughs> All because God wasn't finished writing his story. There wasn't a whole lot going in that little boy's favor. It could have ended bad. He could have been scarred from it and said, I'm not going to do this. I was abandoned and scarred and so on. And his story could have ended there. But thank God, God wasn't through finished writing his story. And his story continues to go on reaching souls for the kingdom. I don't know who you are today. But the Lord, I know if I know anything, he told me to tell you today, he's not finished writing your story, no matter what your circumstances are, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done. Today is the day. If you'll turn to him, if you'll put it in his hands, you can rise out of that. You can get back up. He's got great things ahead for you. If you'll let him finish writing your story, man.